0: It's sunny in the shade. Oh, yes, it is, baby, because it's hot as fuck over here in
1: Memphis. Yes, it damn. is. I think, I don't know what the high was, but I know when I came back in the house. 95, according to my boy It was 97 uh, earlier. Baby, so too damn high. she took that thing down a little bit. <laughs> 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 but, um get into it. Honey. Woo! I'm Dwayne. And I am
0: Archavius, baby.
1: And so, we are in the midst of... Another civil war In the United States of America And I think this thing has gone global
0: Oh yeah oh,
1: Um. Yes. So right now Like the state of the world As we know it COVID-19 did knock everybody on their ass Oh baby oh. And we thought we was going to sit up from it And we sitting down Sitting up rather <laughs> And fucking This situation with George Floyd Popped mm-hmm. off Okay. So, we had uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. that situation had occurred along with Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. That thing occurred, which nothing didn't quite happen, but I think George Floyd uh, was, to a lack of better analogy, was a shot heard around the world. Um, if you've been under a rock, I will explain the situation around George Floyd. Brianna Taylor and also with uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. So Ahmaud Aubrey was in Georgia. I don't know exactly where, but um, he was running, you know, down the street like jogging, exercising, and two white men, a father and a son, drives up on Ahmaud Aubrey and shot him in cold blood with shotgun with a shotgun, hmm. two shots. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey. He was jogging, yeah. And so the explanation that the two gentlemen, or the two savages, the thugs, mm-hmm. and I used that language intentionally, so if you're offended, good. Um, they rolled up on him and shot him because they said he looked like someone who was an assailant in their neighborhood, possibly breaking into things. Which was an absolute lie from what I gather and uh, doing research before this episode. Uh, Brianna Taylor, I think she lived like across the street from a house that the police officers was trying to bust for drugs, and they actually did. And I think they were trying to catch either her boyfriend, I hear, or just another guy. I don't know if she had a connection to bench warrants or search warrants that were produced by a judge. But I think they did warrants for both places, her place and then the other place across the way. They got the other place and found the drugs they needed to find, but they didn't deactivate that second search warrant. And that's how she got involved in whatever. They basically kicked the door in and killed her.
0: And I saw recently, a couple of days ago, um, when I was peeping in on social media, mm-hmm. that the boyfriend, I think I saw it on the news, mm-hmm. and uh, they said the boyfriend was finally released. And oh, so it was... was
1: her boyfriend yeah. that was in... Okay. Yeah. So that I I didn't I wasn't clear on the circumstances around Breonna Taylor, but then uh, with George Floyd, which is the more heinous of them, in my opinion, because I'm like, it was so fucking barbaric, and to see it on video, mm-hmm. uh, really gave me, it gave me chills watching it. You know, I, for
0: those who know me, know I don't get into politics and I can't, I can't even watch people fighting because I was raised around stuff like that. And it just, it's, baby, to it have me shook because it's like it terrifies me. Yeah. So due to me knowing stuff like that is happening where it's politics, where it's rioting, where it's looting, whether it's protesting, all of that, it freaks me out to a point where I shut off. Like, to protect mm-hmm. my sanity and to protect my mental health, mm-hmm. I just back away. Right. But with this, it's like I saw a couple a couple seconds of it, and I had to cut it off because I knew exactly where that was going. Yeah. And I was like, it's 2020. Yeah. And stuff like that is still
1: happening. Absolutely. Which I think is the complete necessity of having like people, not just Blacks, but people um, rising up and, you know, protesting. Yeah. And also, you know, cities have been uh, rioting, have been rioted and looted. Uh, so a lot of folks are having those frustrations. I would say Memphis has been having peaceful uh, peaceful protests for the last 12 days now. And so um, I would say that is something
0: to be proud of because... And I uh, I respect... I don't mean to cut you off, but I respect those who are brave enough to go out and do that because I know for me, like I said, I was raised around so much chaos that was so traumatic in my childhood that I can't stand to be around stuff like that, Mm -hmm. even though I know the purpose of it and like I said, I give kudos to those who are able to go out and protest and be heard. It's just I find different ways Mm -hmm. into showcasing my respect for that and things of that nature, but baby I, ooh, I I take my hat off and my wig and everything to those who do that because baby that's, That's a lot of courage to put yourself Literally in harm's way. Yeah,
1: and however however Memphis have been having peaceful protests for the last 12 days There have been groups that have been charged with uh, police officers on horses and Mm -hmm. uh, officers in riot gear. Um, I know one of the nights it was actually state troopers, uh, sheriffs from the county and also Memphis police officers who were in riot gear and met the peaceful protest as the people who were marching was trying to go on to the I think it's the i forty
0: bridge okay to the bridge um in Arkansas,
1: yeah, Arkansas. and so yeah, and if you are familiar with Memphis, we have an old bridge and a new bridge that mm-hmm. goes into Arkansas, Arkansas mm-hmm. or the immediate city west Memphis, and so the old bridge is i fifty five yes i fifty five and then you have the new bridge where the m that everyone mm-hmm. knows about the m bridge that's the i forty bridge, okay. so a couple of years ago, a group of people, which was a huge mass of folks, mm-hmm. um, were protesting, and they and I guess it was crowd think like it just happened, mm-hmm. and they all moved to go and block the I forty bridge. I remember that. Yeah, and and that is a that is one of America's major roadways. So the city of Memphis leadership looked really. Uh, I guess they look really crazy to other folks because they was like, how could you allow this to happen? Right. And like it was cars and 18 wheelers and other vehicles stuck on the bridge because they couldn't go across yeah. because the people was there. right, And the police couldn't do anything about it, but they didn't, I think they end up having a peaceful talk down where they went to a different area and supposedly have conversation Uh, the police chief and folks from the crowd. But... This time, when the people tried to go on the bridge late in the evening, they were uh shot with tear gas what? and rubber bullets, yeah, now, rubber bullets are huge as tennis balls, mm-hmm. and they're metal in the inside of them and covered in rubber and you're not and i it, from what yes, i understand I'm
0: sure you have a lot of force behind you.
1: right exactly, and from my, from what I'm understanding, and what I was taught was or told rather is that Those rubber bullets actually are not supposed to be shot at an individual, like directly Mm -hmm. at a person. They're supposed to be shot onto the ground and it bounces up and hit you, you know, maybe lower torso or, you know, lower. Didn't know that. like used as like a warning shot or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be a non-lethal way to push the crowd back. But people were actually getting shot with rubber bullets. Mm. From what I hear. In Memphis, from what I hear. In, in what I hear. Mm. Um, but it hadn't been that many instances of that, from what I understand. Now, with all of that introduction mm-hmm. and being said, <laughs> you have the issue where, um, you have an issue where still, you know, the argument for a lot of folks who are living with a beating heart that mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Right. Because the situation with George Floyd, which where I was going, you know, to mention what was so barbaric is the officer sat on his neck, put his knee in his neck mm-hmm. and was like, put all his weight on him. Now, this officer is at least 200 pounds. Put his knee on George Floyd's neck while he was already apprehended in cuffs, laying face down on the ground.
0: And not just by that, it was What two other or three others? It was other? three
1: others. It was one that was like, had his knee in George Floyd's back and you had one on each side of those officers being lookout of sort. Now, the the, the situation that was recorded where George Floyd actually like with the knee in his neck and pleading and begging, and you can see this, that officer, you can see he had such a soulless pair of eyes. Right, no type of remorse, Right, in that video. And that was so traumatizing to watch honestly now um, the officer has been charged with second degree murder initially it was third degree but it's second degree murder now because it was not premeditated according to others and what you also see on that video is you don't see where they had him inside of the police SUV cruiser beating the shit out of him in the back mm. seat before mm. and then I don't know how he ends up getting out of the truck. I guess they pulled him out of the truck and he's on the ground and you know, the situation happens. The other three cops I think are charged with abetting a murder, assault and murder or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the guy who actually had his neck on George Floyd's, I mean his knee on George Floyd's neck is charged with second degree murder. And I think he should have got first-degree murder, but he can't because they're yeah, saying it's, it wasn't premeditated. Like that, yeah. And I was like, so. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so I have been reading things online. Uh, I'll tell you, I know you have not been online. No, I've, I've and, been um, on a
0: social media detox a little bit yeah, over a which week which I think now.
1: is really, like, at the most unopportune time. Uh, it's um yeah, as much as you are a social media whore. I know. It's so addictive
0: and it's been amazing since I've been away. Mm. But mm. of course I I peek in every once in a while, but it's like I can't I can't stay away too long because what's now going on? I have to say something.
1: And mm. of course
0: this is one of the this is one of the things that I'm doing. Of course to voice my opinion. I'll be doing other stuff later on to do that but it's definitely been crazy definitely been crazy mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh and so my thing is i think um part of us you know coming on the episode and talking about this today is to really you know kind of give give a different perspective okay. around this because the other conversation that's happened after all of the protests across the globe has been, um, which I thought was interesting because I am a community activist. Uh I always knew and thought that there was a... There was all How can I put it? I'm trying to find the words. (laughs) There was always an issue with a person identifying... A part of the LGBTQ community being in a, on the front lines of being in leadership of black liberation movements. Okay, yeah. And there are organizations that blend the two worlds and they work like amazingly. I know one is Song, Southerners on New Ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I did a lot of like leadership training and, um, you know, training around black liberation. Uh, especially with queer people Mm -hmm. so my thing is I've read online and I showed you just recently before we got on here on this episode how you have you have people who are part of the black community who think that this issue around Black Lives Matter and trying to get that liberation where police officers are not killing us um, they think that this is a black man's A black straight man, black straight man issue, and then you have like a lot of leadership in uh, a lot of these protests and movements uh, of different parts of the movement where folks feel like okay, they don't want to acknowledge that a person is LGBTQ in the midst of doing this, which you know I don't think it take any special notification or special things to do in order to do that just you know, see the person there as themselves because we all have intersectional identities, right? Right. You know, of course, you're black and I'm black. Mm -hmm. So when we go anywhere and we're mistreated, nine times out of 10, it ain't because we're LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. It's because you're black. Right. People see black a mile away. You'll see that first. Exactly. And so the problem that I've seen is that the conversation has happened and a lot of folks don't want to actually, like, sort that out, you know? And I think that's coward, that's really cowardice to do that. Um, like, go, go ahead and head on, you know, just right. like all the other issues around, you know, uh, black folks and the injustices that are happening to mm-hmm. us. You know, a person just like, you know, it's plenty of people who were killed, of course, by the hands of cops, And, you know, because of excessive force and sometimes, you know, it's just like, okay, it was barbaric, like I keep mentioning, Mm -hmm. but they don't give a fuck if that person was gay or straight. Right. But we also need to talk about just like people was like George Floyd, George Floyd, which I completely support that, you know, people mentioned him as kind of being a martyr of sort. Uh, But I think that his case was he played by the rules
0: but did like you, everyone else did you uh someone had messaged me that uh they found some clips of george floyd as a porn star i saw it that I was, was like, him all day Ooh.
1: that was him all day i
0: was like but it wasn't a surprise to me at all because people were no matter how good a person is they will always find something negative that will foreshadow or highlight over the goodness they, that they They done. meant
1: it to be negative. I didn't even take it as negative. Like, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I watched the video from beginning to end, and I, I giggled and chuckled the whole time. I was like, <laughs> get it, George! Get it, <laughs> get it George! <laughs> Get that chicken, George. <laughs> um, because it was a white girl on film, which you really? know. Yeah, I think the
0: clip I saw was a black woman, but I just oh, saw Oh, so it's two. Oh my I just saw the the introduction You know the old the old poem where they had an interview of the girl who's in the oh film, my goodness, and it's yeah. like then he get to knock at the door. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> and here come old George.
1: I said, George. Uh. Uh. You know what? Well, this is not cool. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I know, I, I someone said that he had a tattoo on his chest that he was a Mason. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, wow. And then they interviewed his little girl on one of the morning shows, some good morning America somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was uh, so nice, you know, and it was heartbreaking at the same time that the little, his little girl's mom, was like he loved to play with his daughter. His daughter don't have friends that she play with, you know, because she played with her dad. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. And I also um, saw where, like, in the last five years before, you know, his untimely demise, that uh, he was really trying to get his life together. Okay. And that's what's also heartbreaking about that because, uh, and I can identify with that watching my dad go from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And how the last two, two years of his life, he got a, over a dozen people off of crack, which, you know, he also had an addiction to crack mm-hmm. cocaine. And he got clean. And then, you know, those last years, he was getting other people off of crack cocaine before mm-hmm. he passed. Just so to get everything yeah. back
0: together. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I definitely understand, like, a guy kind of being on a road to redemption
0: yeah.
1: and, uh, and kind of, you know, having a situation like this to occur. Uh, so I was wondering uh, Talking about Kind of mentioning all that uh, What you thought Because I think you've really Kind of been away from social media mm-hmm. And you haven't had an opportunity And unfortunately One Piece Fish is not here But <laughs> hopefully mm-hmm. we can I think the next episode We'll actually have One Piece Fish back Right, we'll here. miss Peter. you Lily Yeah So uh, Bitch we're going to have to Get together <laughs> And it's going to be A, a wang dang doodle Okay <laughs> <laughs> but i wanted to ask you uh artavius about your take on what you're seeing uh being that you were away from social media and kind of peeking in yeah like what are you thinking about like seeing the protests uh hearing the information around like these last three people who have been um you know killed by the hands of police what is what is your take on things
0: well first of all as i said in the beginning of the episode I tend to always shy away purposely because of how I was raised and from the traumatic events that happened through my upbringing when it comes to police reality and um, just police in general. Um, it, it's, it's, it's like that, uh, that traumatic experience, like almost kind of like PTSD, where yeah. you don't want to relive that. it's like i mean as i've gotten older i don't get i don't get like terrified when i see the police drive by or you know when they pull up in the car next to me or anything like that i don't get i'm over that portion but when it comes to like protesting and the brutality stuff and all of that is it's too much for me to digest and i have to step away but eventually i will i do come back and you know voice my opinion but in this case it's it's so heartbreaking like i said because it's 2020 and this stuff is still happening but um and again like i said i i commend those who who are out there and who are protesting more power to you i'm proud of you guys for doing that i just know purpose personally I couldn't put myself out there because I know there'll be too much for me to handle. Mm-hmm. And um and with all of this stuff, like I'm happy that the those officers who was a part of George Floyd's, you know, situation have been charged. However, what about those officers who killed Brianna? Well, right. and I think the the two guys who murdered um the guy who was money, mm-hmm, they I have been, they have been charged. They already. have been charged. Yeah. So it's like but, okay, yeah. the they doing started, by the way. Yeah, and it's it's nice that they've been charged, but at the same time, we cannot forget on the ones that has passed already prior to George, and those officers haven't been dealt
1: with. And to add to that, I, I will kind of push this this point while you're, meant to, while you're uh, making that one is that there have been hundreds of trans women in the last couple of years who have been murdered by not police officers but by people and their cases are usually open and shut and almost never investigated mm-hmm. because people treat those trans women like oh well you got what you deserve because a lot of them are possibly in situations where they're commercial sex workers. Mm-hmm. Now the problem with that is, um, if we're gonna say Black Lives Matter, period, Black Lives Matter,
0: and That's, I think we yeah. we've talked about that a couple of days ago about yeah. um, would the would the tables be the same way if they found out George was gay, mm.
1: and how and how would is, the people react? And then? this is not to Im- imply that he is right, or exactly. Isn't. It was just like taking a factor or a portion of his life and flipping it, would it make a difference? Yeah.
0: Right? Because I mean I even said, I mean, God forbid if that was me and clearly you look up my name, baby, you would know who who Artavius is, that I am very openly gay. Would the same measures be the same? Like, okay, yes, I am a black man, but I'm also a gay black man. Would Ooh. that will people still be like okay his life matter too because we've seen multiple incidents of gay people who's been killed in almost silence
1: no, from the mass almost absolute silence and i'm absolute. like and, and how, I say how this. is we
0: supposed to feel about that
1: i mean yes and i think that also this is and i had a conversation with someone the other day you know and, and my thing is i think that um all of this stuff that's happened has gotten everyone in the black community talking, yeah. right? Yeah. And acting. And, you know, figuring out, okay, where do we go from here? Um, because we've seen this all before. Our, our you know, uh, older siblings, you know, the people, our, our civil rights survivors, they've seen it before, lived it in everything. Right. Like, 1968 seems so far away, but you still have the connection from that generation to this one, that can tell the story mm-hmm. so i think when we're ta- when we're talking about like black lives matter and talking about the uh the murder of these people that we've mentioned on the episode and even those who have not been named which is hundreds probably even thousands of trans and lgbtq like anywhere in the spectrum yeah. who've been murdered and their cases have not been mentioned and uh With law enforcement So I think that uh, To answer your question I don't think that I really don't think that Being a part of the LGBTQ community Matters to people Like these police officers That's killed these people Um, I think also that Being that we are in the South Mm -hmm. That You being a black man Doesn't make a difference in comparison to me being a black man mm-hmm. to some standard when we are encountering the police officers. Okay. I think that by you being smaller in stature and being a lot more petite, mm-hmm. you don't seem to be a threat. Right. But when you ask that question, I'm the person who is on the shitty end of the stick with that question. Yeah. Because if a police officer see me, they don't see big black gay Dwayne. Yeah. They see this big black ass man that's in his vehicle and mm-hmm. I got to neutralize him or I got to, you know, sedue him any way necessary. Mm-hmm. So if I make a quick move, they don't want to have to physically tussle with me because right. they like, okay, I'm not going to win. However, they're, you know, can we say that that was the issue with Sandra Bland or Michael Brown or anyone like that? Now we know Trayvon Martin was a pretty big boy. Mm-hmm. He was pretty tall and he was taller than, George Zimmerman, but he was still a tall, lanky teenager. Right. Um, Mentioning all that, I think that your your gayness don't come in until the black community is looking to support or fight for an issue.
0: My point exactly.
1: And so, I know there, I know someone who was killed by the police who's LGBTQ, mm-hmm. I won't say the name because their family right. has not said the name, but I know someone who was killed by the police who was black and LGBTQ. Um, and so the thing is, the reason why that family, in my opinion, didn't want it to get out that that person was killed and was LGBTQ, well, killed of course, but LGBTQ is because the black community would then begin to divide behind supporting that person mm-hmm. and their family to find justice. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking sad that that happens. And I would hate to be, you know, here in the city of Memphis and have to witness that. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, when it comes to being LGBTQ and being in a black community, I've seen it myself with my own eyes where, you know, uh, organizations and other efforts in having liberation and a movement and justice for the black community Mm -hmm. and black people who have been murdered that usually don't happen or that uh, lgbtq person will probably never be at the front line leading something like that right because it's also a lot of bureaucracy and politics even with being doing movement work because some people don't want to support the other person because they're not you know, they they haven't shown themselves to be approved or, you know, whatever. Either they're not black
0: enough, they're not straight enough, they're not manly enough. Mm-hmm. It's always something.
1: They're and not a man at all. Right,
0: and, and and that's one of the reasons I don't get into politics, because it makes me so mad. And it literally pisses me off, because I, I don't calm down too quick, so that's why I don't even go there. And I even told you that. I'd be yeah. like, child, I don't even want to get there, because when I get mad, I'm there. But it's like, it's so freaking ridiculous on that they use stuff like that to support you. All of us are black, whether straight, gay, male, woman, trans, lesbian, whatever. Mm. We're all black first. Mm -hmm. And to be, you know, looked at differently, it's like, we, we lose either way. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have to deal with the police killing us, we have to deal with our own community killing us and judging us in fear of would they even support us if we were killed by the hand of authority.
1: But then that's why you have organizations like, you know, Southerners on the Ground who try to change their narrative and try to infuse, uh, you know, justice, you know, with being queer yeah. and how you can still be active and be in leadership and doing the work and I'm so happy, shout out to Mary Hook and the staff at Southern on the Ground based in Atlanta, Georgia right. um, also, I will also say that uh, there are people in the black community here in Memphis, Tennessee that are doing the work that's out there um, I definitely want to you know, talk and, and, and I will mention this before I start dropping names and mm-hmm. congratulating people on shit um we all have our role right, right right and i think that that's what we all need to understand like even though we argue that yes lgbtq people are not visible nor you know heard in a lot of the you know the movement work in 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 fighting injustices but that doesn't negate the fact that okay we all can still do something so I think the bare bones minimum that any person who is black should do is registered to fucking vote. Right. November 3rd is coming. Oh, yes. And the primaries, like, and all this shit, you got, even, like, with your local governments, right now, a, a handful of states have already voted at this point in the United States. Mm-hmm. So what we need to fucking do, I think they've had primaries. So the national election for the president which is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden at this point. Yeah. Joe Biden being the Democratic uh, nominee, mm-hmm. we don't know who he has for VP, but all of this shit be flushed out. I still think that we all need to register to fucking vote because we had a ton of our ancestors to be beaten uh, and, and mistreated in so many different ways and also killed just for the right for us to vote. Right. That's one. Secondly, if you want to participate in being a part of the march, you can. If you don't want to be a part of the march, that doesn't mean that you're any less uh any less black or any less feeling like you yeah, are a it. part of yeah. the movement. And that's and that's
0: where I come yeah. in at because like I said, I, I congratulate and bow down to those who get out there because I know what type of risk that is yeah. for a person. But also let's not forget that if that's not what you want to do, that's okay. There's other ways that you can show your respects and all of that stuff. And
1: one way is to be on social media, read the information that's out there, and share the information exactly. that's out there. The third thing is, you know, contribute, you know, financially. Like, send a little bit of money. Like, we all at home right now, we're using Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and all mm-hmm. the other shit that we're using to eat food. And even when we're going out, when I know I can blow $100 in a week. <laughs> With no problem okay. So my thing is Why not make that Small contribution of Anywhere between $1 and $100 To an organization Locally that's doing the work right. I know in the Memphis area You have like the uh, Memphis Peace and Justice Center You can donate to them You can don- donate directly to The official Black Lives Matter Memphis mm-hmm. Which I don't know what their uh, I don't know what their uh the handle is on Snap, because I cash out, cash out, uh, wrong out. Yeah, but I don't know what that is, but I'm like, okay, figure out who's doing the work in your city, who's doing the protesting and the other stuff. Because the thing is, when those people out there protesting, they still need water. They're doing a lot right. of walking. They need, you know, towels. If you can go find, like, the the medium towels. I guess they're hand towels, not the face towel or the yeah. drying towel, but the hand towel. Yeah where they can maybe dab themselves to keep the sweat, you know, off their face. Right. Um, even those people, like, or even, like, when tear gas is being, you know, shot at them, they can use that to cover their, their mouth and their eyes and all this stuff. And on top of that, you might think it's crazy. If you're donating water, like, take go buy a case of water and go to where they are and pass water out. Even give water to the officers out there because right. they're just typically doing their job, you right. know um and buy milk milk you, as well you know i just thought about you mm. i mean
0: to cut into your, no, your you're fine. speaking but i saw i saw this video when i was just on instagram and it, it kind of it hurt my heart and kind of had tears in my eyes but it was uh it was a, a black young man who was a part of the police force and he was up there and I, while the people was chanting were protesting he was silently like chanting with his mouth and you can tell that they had to that the type of training and stuff that they have forced them to do Mm -hmm. to have to i don't want to say go against their people but have to be out there and to quote unquote do their job Mm -hmm. because i can only imagine the pressure it would be for somebody who wants to do right into protest against what's going on but what happened when that's your job and you have to hold them back
1: yeah and mm. i have family members you know and and people that i care about who are on a police force right. and you know even a part of swat yeah. so my thing is i'm like how do they navigate being in walking that line yeah because on one side of it you're paid to do a job right On the other side of it, your personal vindiction is in place. So how do you go against your personal vindiction when, okay, you still got to put food on the table? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is is definitely a a dilemma that people don't talk about Mm -hmm. right now or not thinking about right now. And then I will also say that, you know, if we're talking about police and pay and, and all that, I also believe, I personally believe that we do need to defund The police uh, departments from the aspect of why are we throwing money into our police, but we're not putting that much same much effort or money into our education for our young people. Hmm. You know, I saw something like with the city of Memphis, they put they allocated two hundred and seventy million dollars for police and only seven million dollars for education. Hmm. I didn't know that. Ridiculous. Mm Ridiculous ridiculous difference you know right and so my thing is i'm like and defund them from the point where okay they're not buying riot gear why the fuck do you need riot gear in memphis anywhere (laughs) any fucking where why do you need riot gear why do you need military level shit in your police force for fucking what Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you Mm -hmm. playing a bitch this is not solid gear. This is not one of those fucking video games that you playing where you go and acquire all this shit. And you're this ain't a shoot 'em up game. This right. is real fucking life. And I think that a lot of people, you have a lot of ex-military folks. You have a lot of people who are into, you know, that military uh, level of gear and shit like that. I'm like, you don't need that in civilian society. You don't right. need that with civilians.
0: We don't even need those type of weapons in the society period. Like automatic weapons, why is that even available to the public?
1: And yeah, and this was an argument years ago when the law lapsed, where, uh, you know, Joe Blow, you and I Mm -hmm. couldn't go into a store and buy a fucking, you know, machine gun or. Uh, AR-37, whatever. And they, I'm naming I remember these AK-47. AK-47, thank yeah. you. Because I was like, yeah, why the fuck do you need those semi-automatic rifles and guns for what? If you're hunting, one of them guns will fucking kill most of the deer and blast most of the meat off the deer. Right. Why the fuck do you need the deer? Why do you need to hunt a deer with that? That right there, that's war shit. Right. And That's so, why so yeah. much
0: of this stuff, like, these mass shootings and everything, that's yeah. where all of this coming from. You yeah. you are giving these people who are clearly unstable in the head these type of weapons. Mm. Knowing the type of damage it does. And I don't yeah. I don't blame the people who's buying the weapons. I blame the ones who are selling them. Like why do you have this type of weapon in your store?
1: Well, I mean, the thing is I think a lot of people are like, if you sell it, you know, I, mean, I you got opportunity yourself. to buy it. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in stock because the government says it's not illegal, period. Prime example, marijuana, recreational marijuana, mm-hmm. okay? Okay, I, we live in Memphis, Tennessee, but right across the bridge in Arkansas, we can go and buy marijuana recreationally. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have a medical card or anything. You can just go buy it. I for one honestly went and bought weed, mm-hmm. and I don't even smoke weed. I could count on one hand how many times I smoke weed in a in really a month, a year, whatever the case may be.
0: Once in three years.
1: See <laughs> what I'm saying? And see, and like now I do the CBD gummies and stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. like you know for body aches and stuff, and okay. that works absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But there's really no fucking reason for me to buy marijuana, right? But I bought it. Don't even know what I'm going to do with it other than smoke <laughs> it, but of course. But, you know, and, and it, I think that's the same thing when it comes to the semi-automatic weapons. Because they because the government say it's not illegal to have it, I, as a seller, am going to have it. And that's why it's always a loophole also with, like, the gun shows, where people go to the gun shows and they're buying all these high-power weapons just because it's not illegal for them to buy it which i think is a bunch of crap
0: it is yeah foolishness
1: yeah so i think that you know ooh, we went a minute with that one mm-hmm. um i would say like definitely the whole situation is very new for us yeah we are setting into a new normal COVID 19 is still an issue and now we also are looking at you know i'm glad it's not a race war
0: And I would say, I would like to add that for those who are out there protesting, again, thank you for what you're doing, but please, and I can't stress enough, don't forget that Miss Rona is still out there, and I see some of you guys having your mask and gloves and stuff like that, but I've seen a lot of people with no gloves, no mask, no scarf or bandana tied around their mouth or nothing, like, let's not forget that we're still in a pandemic. And you know they're already, they already talking about a second wave coming. Let's not make this longer than what it needs to be. Like, come on, y'all. I'm here for your protest, but please be safe.
1: I see what you're saying, but I think also uh, with that, you have to really judge. Like, if you're immunocompromised, where you're dealing with something that's uh, respiratory or even something like HIV or mm-hmm. uh, anything, other ailment that's pre-existing ailment rather, you absolutely want to make sure that yeah you are being very safe right. uh, while protesting. I do understand that like, you know, uh, COVID-19 has a hard time surviving on surfaces and uh, in the heat as well. Right. I mean, and it's getting well, warmer Right now,
0: it's, it's fine because mm-hmm. I mean like this heat girl yeah but definitely
1: you want to make sure that you're still covering to prevent droplets from happening because a lot of people are still not tested and under treatment for COVID-19 and that will uh, cause more cases you know to occur and we want to make sure we're safe so I feel you I feel you if I have any last words though my last words with you guys would be that if you're protesting uh, stay vigilant stay safe stay strong in spirit and in mind, take care of yourselves, love on each other, tell a black man you love him, and uh, you let him know that you see all of him. Mm-hmm. A person who's LGBTQ and black as well, check on them. Check on the mental state of all our people. Oh, yeah. uh, reason being, uh, we all have watched three different murder, well, two different murders on camera, and we're seeing so many other issues and evidence and uh, imagery that's out there that is keeping a circulatory or a cycle of uh information and visuals that continue to traumatize us over and over again Right on top of what we already have coming into this period of time mm-hmm. so just stay strong unpack your shit love each other uh drink your water wash your motherfucking hands <laughs> and cover your goddamn mouth <laughs> and <laughs> and what I
0: yeah no, okay. I'm good for for me I would definitely also the same everything that Wayne said but also educate yourself be be careful out here um watch your surroundings as we know um and just stay in it because as we know if if we don't do this they won't recognize us so they won't Mm -hmm. push forth on what we need done so stay on their necks and continue to do what you do out there while y'all protesting and for Me and those who don't necessarily go out there, we're going to try to continue to do our part Mm -hmm. and to, you know, keeping
1: the fight going. Absolutely. And make sure you're donating to an organization that's out here doing the work to uh, help them. Donate water and also milk to those people if you can go out there and get in it. Or you can walk out there yourself and protest. And, um... I love you, Arte. I love you too. And I love each one of the listeners uh, who is listening to this this episode. Hopefully you made it to the end of this because we did a lot of ranting. We had a lot to say. Right. And um, it's been real. So make sure you follow us on all of your social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram and also on Twitter. And make sure you holler at us um, out here on all of your podcasts. Uh, platforms so you can find us you can listen to us you can listen to season one and also uh, a couple of episodes from season two yep um and i ain't gonna try to name them because i never <laughs> can remember all of we them mess it up every time yeah but definitely you go apple Podcasts, uh google, google Podcasts, Podcasts. yep and anchor and uh stitcher breaker yep uh yeah, girl. and all them, all them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, but you just type in "it's sunny in the shade" in Google, and it'll send you where you need to go to hear our episode. There you go. So um, I love us. Yes, we love us. And I love you. We love you. And we will talk to you next episode. All right. Bye all bye right. now. And black lives still matter. Oh yes, all of them. All of. Them. <laughs>